Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G, here with Abby from Wanderlust by Abby, which I learned this afternoon is spelled with an A and not an O. I thought it was Wonder. Oh, yeah, that's too, yeah. Not Wander. Yeah, it's too different. So I'm curious to know all about the backstories. Yeah. And before we get into that, I want to give a big thanks to our lovely sponsors, Triton Stone and Falaya Real Estate. With that, Abby, welcome to the show. Thanks. I was an audience member. Now I'm behind the mic. Look, people, if you show up in live, in the person, you might sit on the chair (laughs) in three or four months. (laughs) (laughs) But Abby, so you're here. You're sitting here. Um, You came in for Bridget's episode. Bridget Tate's for Capital City Lighting. And she so kindly introduced me to you and says, you've got something cool going on. So who are you and what do you do? So... I'm Abby Bullock, and um, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a boutique, Wanderlust by Abby, and um, I feel what makes Wanderlust special is that I, I started out of the back of my forerunner, just traveling around doing pop-ups, and then that's where Wanderlust, the name came. Like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I just didn't have a name, and then... Wanderlust means to travel and roam. So, so and that's like what I was doing. Wandering. I'm wandering around. And at I first like it was Wanderlust apparel and then I was like, "No." Okay, cuz like when I was when I was when I was looking into Wanderlust, there was like four or five different Wanderlusts, but you're the only one by Abby. Yes. So, okay, so you started in the back of a forerunner. What I still have the forerunner. <laughs> I still have the iPhone yeah. 8. <laughs> The origins, right? It's yeah. so great. And I'll probably keep the phone forever, you know, yeah, just as an heirloom, right? I think. And then I like, so. don't get rid of the Forerunner, just frame it in a picture and say the original Forerunner and have that like as an iconic <laughs> well, picture in the store. To be honest, like um, when I turned in my uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee for the Forerunner, I only got, I think, $1,000. So I'll probably only get $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, you started a boutique. In the back of a of a forerunner. What how did we get here? What kind of a kid were you? Um wait, what kind of kid? What kind of a kid were you? We're gonna oh, work all the way up from kid to where we're at. Um I I was a good kid, but that good kid that always got in trouble, you know? <laughs> like I was very mischievous. Good, good when you wanted to be. But like one thing I, I I don't know, I've thought about is I always would would dress weird. <laughs> Like, different than everybody else, but everyone was like, oh, that's just Abby, like, blah, blah, blah. So, I always, like, I express myself through through clothes. Okay. Like, Gadzooks. Remember Gadzooks? I don't. What is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a 90s in the mall type of store. <laughs> ah. Yeah, the girls, spend- if they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't spend much time in the mall in the it's 90s. It's a girl thing. Okay. Got it. <laughs> So you you express yourself through clothing, through something that made you feel comfortable, but yet kind of like a, I guess, an artistic side or yeah. just kind of a personality side. This is who I am. This is Abby. Personality. Okay. Yeah. So you like doing that. What, what kind of, what'd you do like during high school? Was there any inclination you'd own your own business? Oh God. I don't think anyone thought I would own my own business. <laughs> like I just like to be around people, socialize, like that is what I love to do. And I think once I honed in like exactly what I wanted, that's that's when I became focused and like, you know, made good grades. And it just needs to be something I'm passionate about. If I'm passionate about it, I'm going to give it my all. But if I'm not, 
interested. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Move on to the next <laughs> yeah. thing. So what was it that kind of made you, because you said it wasn't until you found something you're passionate um, about. So I went to Louisiana Tech and I knew like I wanted to be in some kind of creative field. And I started with um, interior decorating because, or design, sorry. Um, because my dad um, taught architecture and all of that at um, a high school in Shreveport. But then when I got, when I started it and CAD just seemed really hard. <laughs> so I just went into business and didn't like that. And then I started working at a, um, a boutique in Ruston and started going to market with the buyer. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And traded CAD for market. Yeah. 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 And then um, moved to Dallas for fashion school and okay. just kind of that set the path. So you moved to Dallas for fashion school, but you're back here in Baton Rouge. What kind of led him. you back here? Because of my husband. Okay. Well, because when I graduated in 2007, the economy was really bad and I could not get a job. Like I, I was a secretary for an accounting company, which was... Don't bash accounts. I know, I Don't know. bash accounts. But like now. for someone that's not in that world and just sitting there, like I was just like looking at a computer, playing solitaire all day. <laughs> <laughs> you were the real life office. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, that was when the oil and gas was booming, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna move back home, do oil and gas, and my resume had a butterfly on it, and like the owner of or the son of the owner. Uh, Hired me just because of that. Wait, so, where, where was this butterfly on the resume? On the top. So like just like on the top corner was a random butterfly? Yeah, that's what they told me to do in fashion school, to stand out. <laughs> and I did. And he just hired me because he thought it was funny. But that's how big oil and gas was. They'll, they would take anybody. So so what did what so what now I'm really intrigued about fashion school. <laughs> if they said the best idea with your resume is to put a butterfly on it. Yeah, so put what, something what, what, that makes it stand out at the top. So I was like, I like butterflies. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I get putting something that makes you stand out. You know, maybe like an accomplishment or like a, a, a link to something that you made or designed, but like a butterfly. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love it. Okay. I, I love the idea behind it. And I have a tramp stamp. Of a butterfly? Of a butterfly. Okay, so you love butterflies. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got it in high school. <laughs> I do. I got <laughs> I got it with my um, best friend's older sister's um, ID sophomore year in high school, spring break. Classic spring break move. Yeah. So going back to the fashion school, what did they kind of, what was the curriculum like? They set you up for owning your own business or? Um, oh my gosh. So one thing I was always bad at is taking advantage of people helping. Okay. <laughs> I was just doing my own thing. And like, you know, they would give you, um, you know, just um, to do internship here, blah, blah, blah. And I would just, I just floated by the seat of my pants. And I um, found a place at market. That's where you go and buy the clothes. And I would just hop around and do different showrooms. And then, um, like, I found my own internship at Free People, which wasn't even, that you weren't allowed to do it there, but I somehow convinced them it was okay. And uh, why, why weren't you allowed to do it? I don't. There? It was only like with certain businesses. Like they had a list of them. Okay. And well, what what is what is free people? Oh, it's um. Have you heard of Urban Outfitters? Or yes, I have. It's now under I've heard the, of something under the chain of gotcha. um, anthropology. Anthropology, urban, free people. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you got an internship with them. 
by convincing them with this butterfly? Or was the butterfly not involved? <laughs> no, butterfly so wasn't no butterfly there yet. Involved. Okay. No, no. So you convinced them to give you an internship. And what was that like? Um, that was good. I worked my way up um, to manager in, tra- in training. And then that whole corporate world isn't for me. So I was like, okay. Then I got the secretary job. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to move home and make big bucks in oil and gas. And that so, only that that funness only lasted for so long. So how long were you in the oil and gas industry? I started in 2010, and then I think it was 2013. Okay, I got laid off. I really did get laid off. They were laying people off. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. And you you were a what were you for them? Um, I was an abstractor, so I just researched. Um, like family chains and to make sure whoever um, was getting the check at the end was the right family. Gotcha. <laughs> Pretty much. You were making family trees. Yeah. For gas no, I, yeah, I was. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So three years and, and then they were I laying people met off. him, John. She, for people listening, she's pointing to her husband yeah. who's in the audience here. I like to joke that I was a homewrecker because he was dating someone when I first met him. Then they broke up. And we started dating. Was it because of you? That's what I like to say. Okay. <laughs> As he hides his face. and <laughs> uh, He's blushing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so you, you, were, you were the homewrecker, all right? So you walk into the home, you wreck the home. The classiest homewrecker ever. <laughs> Dressed to the nines. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you, so you meet your husband, and that, but did he lead you into kind of doing your own thing? He, or? he really did, and I think that's why we're meant to be is when everything um, got, you know, copied, all the books and stuff got copied online. I literally was just sitting in front of a computer with my eye twitching. What books? Oh, sorry. The, um, all the books you had to research, all the names of, like, whoever owned a certain property. Like, you would just— Gotcha. Of oh, the, uh, the lineage books. Yeah, you would just, okay. like, it's very boring and hurt my eyes. <laughs> Okay, so three so three years in, you're done, you leave, where do you go next? Um, so I had saved up about $10,000, and um, I remember talking to one of my best friends, um, and I was like, what do I do? I need to do something in fashion, but like I don't want to go the corporate way. And pop-ups had just started, and there was a girl in New Orleans doing it, and she's like, Abby, this is, this is what you should do. And I was like, that sounds cool, and... <laughs> <laughs> so I like had all this savings and I was like, I'm going to try it. And I was, you know, if anything, I was just out that money, you know, better than just opening a boutique and just seeing what happened. Cause I'm not from here. So right. I didn't know anybody. I mean, I knew people, but. Well, and, and then pop-ups. So I used to own a lifestyle brand prior to the show and prior to some other entrepreneurial adventures was a lifestyle brand and the pop-ups were huge. I mean, you were able to create, I did t-shirts initially. And so you're able to create these T-shirts with your own design, your own prints on them, and then bring them to a place where everybody's already coming to gather to spend money and purchase something. And it's like, great, now I don't have to pay for a storefront. All I have to pay for is an event fee. Yeah, like, um, oh, that's (laughs) my husband. I mean, my husband, my um, little boy, his medicine. That was his alarm. Got it. So now it's two alarms going off. It's okay. Cody's was the first. Oh, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Anyways, um, so pop-ups. They're, okay. they're great. They get you your feet in the door. They get your feet wet. Yes. Um, and But the thing is, is when I did them, like, there wasn't 
not like people didn't know what they were. So I was literally just creating something out of nothing. And I um, did it at the first one was at one of my high school friends house in Shreveport. That's where I'm from. And it's funny because like it, it was huge. I was like, okay, this is great start. And what happened was one person um, from that came to that pop up, they would want to host one. And literally, that's how it spread. Like, if someone came to a pop up and then someone that was there, they're like, I want to host one. So, it just went like that. Okay, so hold on. So pop up and trade shows are different. Yeah. So what what exactly is for a pop up for those that may not be aware? Um, a pop. Well, now a pop up is kind of like a, a trade show, but, but um, at the time, and what, at the time, it was, what year are we in? Two thousand fourteen. Okay. No, it yeah fourteen. Got it. Um, you, I literally uh, would just go to people's houses and set up like a full out mini boutique. Really, at someone's house. And then have to fit it all in my Forerunner, break it all down, put it back in there, and then go home and put it back in my house and then do the inventory and all that. But um, a lot of people – so trade shows is more like holidays. Um, and you go and there's a lot of people that have businesses already that just go and, yeah, pop up. Yeah, so like for- pop-ups is more of like a single – brand being hosted by somebody yeah um like you weren't comp- there wasn't other boutiques there with you no no, okay. no no and then um a lot of um people selling i don't know it was like pyramid skiing companies <laughs> um i got kind of caught into that but it brought people and so i would do it with someone like that was selling um like rodan and fields which kind of confused people, and especially my dad. He didn't know what I was doing. But, like, people thought that Wanderlust was a pyramid scheme at first. Like, that I was just selling things that were on a website. And I'm like, right. no, like, I, like, curated all of this. And um, it's my personal style, you know. Right. You're not just going to, like, Alibaba and buying a bunch of random stuff. You're actually looking through what – you like and what you want to then sell and dress people with mm-hmm. your base. You're not creating maybe your own name on the, on the fat, on the particular pieces, but all the pieces together make up your name. Yeah. And then I would give them experience with like setting it up like a, a mini boutique and like, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of work, but it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you go to this, the, these mini boutiques, these mini pop-ups, what was kind of that next progressive step? Cause I mean, clearly it was, this was like your proof of concept. Yeah. You know, will it work? Will people come and buy or will I be out the 10 grand? Exactly. Like, um, so it got up to where I was doing eight a month. Eight a month. Eight a month. Okay. And I would plan it to where it's like, okay, I'm going to Shreveport <clears throat> and I would do three. So I'd do it back to back, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I would go to a, a city that was like Minden and uh, do two. So I tried to make it to where I did multiple in a city. Um, and I would pop up at um, businesses too. Um, so businesses could reach out to you and say, hey, why don't you come in on like a Thursday evening or a Friday and come and show people what you got? Yeah. Um, like one business, Ivy and Stone, um, she she let me pop up the entire week. So oh, wow. that was, yeah, that was awesome. So that's why at my store, um, I just love people to come pop up because that's what, how I started. I don't make them like pay anything. Um and then we end up just having so much fun. We have wine and and I feel like it's um, like an even, almost like an even trade because like their customers that don't know Wonderlust 
might become my new customers and then, you know, vice versa. Yeah. And, that, but, and that's the beauty of it. Like, so you start off with these pop-ups going to people's space using their space, but then it's kind of morphing into, let me get my own space. So yeah. You, so yeah, I got, um, after that, um, found out I was pregnant and decided to get a fashion truck. Why not? Wait, a fashion truck? I had a fashion truck. Well, what's a, what, what in the world's a fashion okay. truck? It's a, it was a Dodge Promaster. Dodge Promaster. And okay. you couldn't see out the back. I never got in a wreck. So it's like a box truck mm -hmm. almost? Okay. okay. And my friend um, Jason Lingua um, just built it out how I wanted. So I had a jewelry bar. I had a dressing room. And then I had the racks. So it was so, so much better than putting it in my Forerunner. <laughs> so this is like a U-Haul. Mm -hmm. But like would people go inside the truck or uh, would you take it out? Inside. Oh, okay. Tell and, me more. This is intriguing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fashion trucks out there that were way cuter, but you know, it is what it is. And, um, yeah, I would, instead of, um, having to pull all of, all of it out, like I would have lights and I would maybe like put a rack outside in a chair and like a cute rug. And there were steps that you could just go inside and shop. And then, um, you could change inside of there. I mean, it wasn't huge, but so it was like a, a boutique on a boutique on, store on wheels. on wheels. Yeah. So where would you go and park these? So then it was there was a lot of rules because it was it was new and there wasn't a lot of places yeah. you could. Like I've never heard of a of a of a boutique truck before. Like, yeah. This is news to me. Okay. And I like it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So I would go um to like my friends at Mod Salon. That was the first place I uh, popped up in their parking lot for one of their like. Um, like six years or seven year anniversary party. Um, I've done it at schools. Uh, and let's see, where else has it been? Um, oh, I've done it at festivals. And where else? Like I, I get festivals would make sense. You have a, la a large gathering of people there. You've already yeah. got booths, tents. Why not just have a truck parked next to them and yeah. it works? I would still do like the ones in, like, in someone's house, but... But yeah, like go into, um, oh, like um, workout facilities, like um, a lot of Pilates places. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it, make, it makes sense to have some sort of truck or pop up wherever you want. It's movable. It's mobile. You're able to get to other customers and reaching a demographic that you wouldn't have just out of the back of your Forerunner. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, so we've got this progression going of, you know, Forerunner to now we're in a pop up truck. How long did that last for? Um, probably for a year and a half. Okay. So we're, how many years are we into this at this point? We've got from Forerunner to, to pop-up truck. A, a year in the Forerunner and then 2015, um, yeah, it was like right when I found out I was pregnant, um, I got the Dodge Brewmaster. Okay. Yeah. And then, So um, we're like two and a half, three years into this? Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half. And then there was always, cause we live, um, in the neighborhood around Uncle Earl's over here, um, the Hundred Oaks area. Yeah. And anyways, the Southdown Shopping Center, like I would go to Spectrum and there was oh. always a space that I would look at all, all the time. And it finally became available and we we're like, should we, should we, should we? Because <laughs> buying a space is like not. Or renting. renting. Or, or renting. Yeah. Rent, but still renting a space, that rent's due every month. Doesn't matter if you sell one dress or a thousand dresses. That yeah. rent's fixed. It's flat. You got to make the bills. Yeah. And we did it. We're like, let's just do it. And 
I mean, that I was able, I was just nervous, like no one would come like the first time. <laughs> but people came and I was able to pay my first month's rent. And that was like my biggest concern. And I, I just feel like it's just grown and grown and grown until um, recently, like a bigger space opened up during quarantine. Okay. And we decided to rent that. <laughs> <laughs> so and, so you were in the, the Perkins Shopping Center. And it was like um, less than 800 square feet is tiny. Okay. I never thought I would leave there. So like the size of probably Earl's, Uncle Earl's uh, private section, oh, VIP yeah. section. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And I could barely fill it. I could barely fill it up. And uh, wow. I think I opened and it was like beginning of spring and I only had winter clothes. Like I was just so all over the place. But now. Yeah, but you're 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 taking that leap, that next step yeah. to make the business grow. And the next step was that brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. So uh, where were you curating your clothes from at this point in time or your merchandise? Online. Okay. And I carried. um so when I would do these pop-ups, I would um, meet all, I mean, I would meet so many people at events and stuff and all these amazing artists. So like all the jewelry is, I I sold were from people that I would meet at pop-ups. And I always, I never really had a bad pop-up show. And even if it was considered bad, there was something positive because I would meet someone who like either inspired me or created something amazing that I started selling at the store, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like I think that's the power of pop-ups that people kind of miss sometimes, or even, you know, trade shows or wherever you go to set up your shop or your boutique, whatever it may be. Although you may not have the sales you anticipated, you still have the ability to make a connection that you would not be able to make had you not gone there. Right. You know, and that can sometimes be more important than actually making sales. Because yeah, you're making a, a sale down the line, or you're making another connection. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, we've got Bridget Tamey audience. Sassy welcome, dance. welcome. <laughs> so it's like that that ability to go there, maybe not make the best of sales, but it's like, oh, I made three great connections. You know, and it's I, huge. I think that that's in anything in life. Right. You know, even if you're tired, still go. Because something <laughs> good will happen. Yeah, some, something good will happen. You're going to meet at least maybe one or two people you wouldn't have met before. Yeah. So you're you're in this space you barely fill. Yeah. You're 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 working this, but you're also at the same time curating other options. Do you have any employees? I mean, you do, is this a one Friends. woman show? It, it's mainly me. It's okay. me. And I I think I when it opened, I just had my first child, um, and it, I was working Saturdays like every day, and then I had like three random friends that would help me. And I was like writing them checks under the table, like no allegedly, payroll. Allegedly, all alleged. Yeah, I mean, I would pay them for, yeah, cleaning and painting. I don't know. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> so so you had friends helping you. I mean, because when you're opening a brick and mortar, it demands a lot. Yeah. Especially I, working the floor and curating other stuff. But then you also have a child in the equation. Yeah. That's a whole different ballpark. I know. And to be honest, I just, I never thought I would have employees. I just, I don't know really? why. I just didn't envision that. And so that was a, a huge thing for me because I, I'm a rule breaker and to have to tell people what to do, <laughs> you know, make like a manual. It, yeah, it's very unnatural <laughs> for so, me. So was, was it just like the, the thought of having to boss people around was well, kind of the limiting factor or was it you couldn't see the, the business getting to the point where you need somebody? 
both. And I um, did things in such a random way that just made sense to me. And now I was having to organize it and make it to where other people could go in and sell things. And, you know, I just had things labeled weird. I just made it work. And so I had to you know, make it legit. <laughs> that for, for any entrepreneur or any business owner, when it's just you and you're just doing a certain process, it's all mental, right? You all, you have a mental list of, Hey, this is how it's done. This is where the inventory is. This is how the items are priced. This is the markup. It's all in our heads, right? Even in people that may not be an entrepreneur, but still working, if we don't write down what we're doing, it's all in our heads and we know it, but if someone was to come behind us, they'd be like, what in the world I know. happened? What did they do and how did they get it done? And I didn't even have barcodes. Like we wrote, wrote the price like on every single thing, like hand wrote things. So everything was handwritten. Mm -hmm. So what were you using as like a point of sale system? Um, Square. Okay. Yeah. So you like had items in there or? Yeah, I would write. Like I I remember my first item I put in was, um, and my friend you made, like just started a thousand, like um, skew number a thousand. And I just went from there. A thousand and one, a thousand two, <laughs> like four thousand and thirty. Right. So what are you, what are you up to? What are you up to now? I'm curious. That's a good question because now I have a real system that it just uh, makes its own barcode. Probably like hundred thousand. What? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so you you move into this bigger space. Were you like were you nervous kind of going into this bigger space? And because it was during, like, it was right after, like, we reopened, you know, after COVID. I was so nervous. So this so was nervous. last year or in 21? Um, last year, November. Okay, so towards the end of 2020, when people started kind of desiring to get back out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, because during that time, it was, brick and mortar stores were closing. Like, people were, I know. were, were shutting their doors. And like, we're not open, we're not doing anything, we're going to ride it out, see how long it lasts. It was like, everybody was, you know, clinching to every dollar they had, but you're over here saying, nah, watch this. We're going to kick this door and we're going to go to a bigger space. And actually what helped is um, another person in the shopping center, um, Tamara from Ollie Ollie, literally we went, we're in the same shopping center, hers is kids clothes, and kind of we had the same size um, stores and literally went to like quadruple the size store. So like being able to lean on her and her lean on me, like that really helped. So you had so. some money like growing with you at the same pace at the same time. And y'all came in the same together and was like, Hey, we have no idea what we're doing in this big of a space, but yep. we're going to make it work. Yep. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that you were able to lean on, you know, what some people may see as competition is like, no, we're all collaborating in a yeah. way. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. Um, I never really feel competition because everyone is different. Every single person is different and there's no um, identical boutique and all, you know, and they shop with you because of the owner and their unique um, items. Right. You know, and how they curate their store. Yeah. The the curation process is unique as well as the salespeople are unique. Yeah. You know, it's like, for example, for podcasts, you know, it's, oh, we could be talking about the exact same thing. But at the end of the day, there's so many differentiating factors between the guests that come on or even the host. Like you could have two hosts take the same guest and get two entirely different shows. That's a good, that's a good little test. You do 
Like I, uh, you interview me this, yeah. and then we'll find someone else <laughs> to same interview thing. you. And do the same thing. We'll see who does it better. <laughs> <laughs> better is a relative term. You though. would win. You would win. Oh, thanks. You would win. So, so what does what does Wanderlust by Abby look like today? It's amazing. It's literally like everything I dreamt of and more. Uh, it's funny because. All of my good friends, they're always like, Abby, this is always what you wanted. This is always what you wanted. And I didn't even realize that I would talk about that as much as I did owning a boutique. And um, that I put it in fruition and it's growing. Um, I can now, like, I want Wonderless to be a one-stop shop. And okay. it is. In what regard? Like, you come in and you literally, it's like, oh, gosh. I need shoes. I need um, a gift for graduation. Oh, wait, I forgot my friend. Um, she has a baby shower next week. L- might as well just get that. And, um, you know, oh, wait, uh, I need a makeup brush. Got that. You know, a wine bag. <laughs> so. Um, rose gummies. Rose gummies. Bridget, you need to taste one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I just want to keep growing like that. I want to be the ultimate one-stop shop. Gotcha. So how, how far are we? I'm pretty, I'm pretty much there. Almost. Yeah. Almost there. So what what is the shopping experience like when I walk in or someone else walks in your ideal client walks into Wonderlust Abbey? What is it from start to finish? I think that they just feel comfortable. They feel, you know, relaxed. And we, we aren't that type of um, store that just puts pressure on you to, um, and always like adding things and be like, you need this, you need this. It is very organic. And it, yeah, okay. John says it's Abby's Hangout, and it really is. And I have a, um, a little wine fridge, so I'm always offering wine to people when I can tell. I'm like, you need a little wine. <laughs> It's an experience. It's an experience. And, and it's a happy experience. And it's um, just relaxing. And, I mean, you can find some some darn cute stuff that's different. I feel like different than other uh, boutiques. And ours is just, it has a, um, I don't know, uh, like almost like a hippie, like um, colorful, like <laughs> So many colors, so many um, textiles. It's just, it's it's completely different. Yeah, which is extension of the ladies' lounge is what has been described. Ooh, as. Yeah, um, when my friend Trisha came, <laughs> um, her friends were in from New Orleans, and all of a sudden, um, we just started doing a fashion show, and we started doing um, like in the middle of the store, middle of the store, like at two o'clock, started pouring wine. And then what was the Paul, RuPaul? Um, you better work. I mean, blaring it while her friend is just like walking around, just modeling. Like that is Wonderlust. Like it is the <laughs> funnest place ever. I love it. Yeah. Which I think kind of sparks a conversation around what does retail need to do to stay alive, right? With all this post-COVID, post-pandemic, everyone's staying home. They're online shopping. How do we get people back in the doors of a retail environment? So, um, I I mean, I feel like, to be honest, it hasn't been that hard. Like, people are ready, and it's all on your own time. Like, you just do it at your own pace. But 
to be honest, like I remember when I opened the, um, when I was across the parking lot in the smaller space, when I reopened, I had people crying. They were like, it is so good to be in here and shop. Like, you know, you get something really? taken away from, like people were crying. So, and, and it's, I feel like it's more talked about, you know, people, you know, being um, fearful. But really, I feel like there's so many people that are just ready and been ready. They're yeah. doing it. Yeah, they're ready to get back out. They're ready to do something. Yeah. And it's, you have such an attraction with your business of the things you do. A random fashion show at 2 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. And just pouring, pouring champs. Pouring Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is great, right? Because that gives people a reason to sacrifice convenience of ordering online to, nope, I'm going to take the trip. I'm going to go out and have a good time. It's almost like when they come to the store, it's a break, yeah. a little break um, from life. Yeah, which, I mean, we all could use a break yeah. from life every once in Heck a while. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, what, of going, instead of going to Mexico, come to Wanderlust. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So what's what's on the the horizon? What's the next step for Wanderlust? Oh gosh. So I'm day by day. I don't look in the future. <laughs> I, I I I it's true. I ask John. I'm just like, what's happening now? And it just go with the flow. But um, I mean, I just I I guess just keep expanding what I have at the store and um I do want to get better with all the technology, <laughs> like Facebook Live and just all that kind of end of it. I want to get better with that and um, expanding to um, other states. So building my online presence. So you're expanding online to other states or expanding a brick and mortar? Oh, yeah, just online. John wants me to do more stores, but nope. Wonderless is its special little thing. Well, because you have to be there, yeah. right? Wonderless is you have to come in the store to really experience who we are. Yeah, exactly. So how is it kind of selling on social? Like are you using Facebook Marketplace or using uh, Instagram Marketplace? Um, Instagram mainly. Facebook Marketplace, though, that's good for selling uh, furniture. I sold a bunch of furniture <laughs> good for selling every, it's, it's good for selling everything. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, usually through Instagram. Okay, so are but you utilizing like uh, like spokespeople or influencers to kind of get the, the brand across? I mean, no. you had Bridget. She was wearing uh, yeah, a piece I mean, by Wanderlust if, on the show. If it's like organic, yes, but yeah. I'm not going to like pay for something like that because that's just not me. If, if I'm going to succeed, I want it to be on my own merit and I want it to be organic. And because that's when I feel like um, I'm accomplished if it if it happens in that type of manner, you know? Yeah, you want it to be more of word of mouth as opposed yeah. to I'm paying for these eyes, I'm paying for these views. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's how Wonderless started, like grassroots from literally nothing. And it's just, and so that's just, I just want to keep it, keep yeah. it how I started it. Which, which is good because you want the people who are there to feel so strongly about it that they want to tell everyone about, that they want to tell everyone about Wanderlust. Yeah. You know, they want to say, oh my gosh, no, no, no. What are you doing on a Thursday or a Tuesday? Go to Wanderlust. Yeah. And um, I also do private parties, which okay. people love. So what do you do during the private parties? So um, you get 25% off the entire store and I provide like all the wine and a charcuterie <laughs> board and the ladies love it. That's literally one of my favorite things to do. It We usually do it on like a Wednesday, Thursday, and they just get a, a big group of people and that is I mean, the, the ladies go crazy and usually like I make them 
what I've ended up doing is they like, I mean, they get a little wild, especially like ladies my age. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, there's only so much time to have fun and it's our, that's usually their one night to let loose and they right. let loose. So I ended up making, I ended up making them a reservation at Solera across the parking. <laughs> and I'm like, ladies, so it is 9.30 and they close at 10.30, but I happen to know that they have a spot available for all 10 of you. Do you want to go? <laughs> so it's mutually beneficial yeah. for both of us. Which I, for I, me and Solera. Well, I, I love that about you is that you're looking out for the customer outside of them purchasing a bunch of items from well, you. Because, I mean, I keep I keep referring to the hubby, but he always makes fun of me that I'm, like, in charge of his social calendar. Like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you have not done things with your friends this week. You need to do something with this person. Like, I just, I guess I like to make sure people are having, like, the best time in this amount, like, how many hours they have. Because, I mean, I know being a mom, like, you only have this many hours. Right. And the kids are in bed. So, I mean, you got the rest of the night. You better enjoy it. <laughs> but but take an Uber home. Yeah. Yeah. You utilize Uber to get to get you to and from and go about doing the same. Yeah. So, what else? I'm really interested. So, you do parties. What else do you do at Wonderlust? That's outside of a normal shopping, walk-in experience. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You're right, Bridge. Um, we do a grocery group. On Sundays? On Sundays, um, we do a rosary group. It's a little different than other rosary groups. There's um, Once I joined, I started bringing in the uh, mimosas, and I tried to actually take it away. I, I actually, I tried to take it, I tried to take it away. I said, one of my friends, I said, Leslie, let's, let's wait till we finish, you know, all the decades on the rosary, and then we'll have... Champagne. She goes, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm having champagne right when we start. <laughs> so I'm like, what? So it sounds it like is. a <laughs> sipping, sipping in sacraments. Oh but my goodness. So it's like, it's like champagne from the first decade. We're rolling with it. Yeah. Okay. So a boozy rosary. A boozy, boozy rosary. And we meditate. It's so good. Like we've only had one guest person, which is my mom. <laughs> And she cried. We made her cry. She was like, I'm just so proud of you. I can't believe you're doing the rosary. I know. And she. This and, rosary is that okay, powerful. It brings it people to tears. Oh, my goodness. This is this is. And um, oh, my gosh. She was like meditating, too, because sometimes when we meditate while we're doing it, um, we like see things, you know, and yeah. she was seeing things. She was like, I was the dove while, um, you know, Jesus was um, passing the wine out, you know, like, and, and then we come up with uh, phrases like um, Mary um, was the first momager, you know, first like momager. I keep a notepad of all our silly, like, <laughs> silly. Yeah. It's, the only, only thing I'm thinking about as you're saying all these things is like the value of the marketing that can come from all of the stuff you do and like how powerful all of that is from a brand awareness, a brand building perspective. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not a boutique. This is like a lifestyle. <laughs> it's an, an experience, experience, which I think you're, you're, you're stepping the game up for other boutiques or other stores in a local area here in Baton Rouge and getting out there and doing something unique. Like you're not going to go to hardly any other stores and have something with that, you know, caliber of an experience. 
Like you may have some sales associate kind of walk you through, maybe give you like a half a pour of champagne. Oh, and I pour big like pours. I get You're like, hey, look, if- look, we got a, we got a bot, we got a glass with a cork on the bottom. Yeah. Pop that in the bottle and let's go. I literally, I get pissed when I'm offering champagne and someone says no. And I get pissed if they're like, oh, just a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> I do big pours. We have different definitions of a little. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. And we also have a kid's area. Um, <laughs> like a daycare? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have a little kid's area because, I mean, moms need a break. And I will, me or one of the girls working will kind of watch over the kids have snacks, I have juice, um, diapers, wipes, any wow. emergency. Um, and I, I actually brought blanket. Yeah, it sounds I, like uh, a full service establishment. This is intriguing. I, I brought some pillows and blankets. <laughs> For a nap time? Just in case anyone needs to take a nap. <laughs> Adults or children, right? Adults, Adults or children or can take a nap children. in this. I mean, you just never know. You just never know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I need it. That's that's right. Do you have like a dad section too? That, okay, then that's a goal. Okay, a Online dad section. and a dad section. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, all this stuff is great for my wife, but it's like you're managing your husband's social calendar. What can you do to maybe put him in the store with something to do? Okay, so this is really funny. Well, I used to sell unisex tees, but I just started selling um, some... One of my friends is a sales rep convinced me to do this, but it's um, ball wipes and ball, like ball. (laughs) Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, Wipes and wash. And so I'm trying to convince him to like do a whole thing with it to make it seem, you know, yeah, I can, I can, he's he's got a, he's got a very exciting look on his face right now as I'm glancing over and didn't work. No, but I was really hungry, so I didn't push it. I was like, <laughs> okay, you said no. Okay, can I, I'm just really hungry. I need to eat. <laughs> I love it. So next step, have a men's, sec- a men's department. And a lot of people like do say that to me, and they're kind of joking, but I think they're kind of not joking. Yeah, well, I mean, because <laughs> if you have a place to, for the kids to walk, for uh, somewhere for the kids to go, it can be like a husband and wife outing. Yeah. You know, they bring the kids, they put them off in nap time or whatnot, and then yeah. they're able to experience what you bring to every woman or every customer that walks through the door. Every day. I do appreciate a man that goes with his wife. That's right. Look, I, I told my wife, look, I'll go shopping with you. I'm going to sit there and like, just throw the, throw whatever you need on my arms and I'll hold it. And you ask me, yep, looks great. Amazing. Gorgeous. Never seen anything better. <laughs> oh, and a TV. I need a TV. You don't have a TV in the whole store? Have, mm-mm, mm-mm. That is even more impressive. The fact that everything is so engaging, you don't need a TV. I don't think you need a TV. Okay, I won't do You don't it. need a TV. I don't won't do, do it. it. I won't do it. Because then you're going to detract from what's happening, right? Yeah. You're going to people are going to be distracted. They're going to look at the TV and they're going to be thinking, hmm, "I'm just going to watch this TV," but they're not really paying attention to the bougie rosary or the nine other things you've got going on at the same time. I'm so glad you reminded me about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one wants to do it at their house anymore. Ever since I offered it up at the store, now it's at the store every time <laughs> because no one wants to clean their house, and obviously the store has to stay clean. Yeah, the store the store has a standard of cleanliness yeah. that has to be maintained. Seven days a week. Yeah. So wait, so with that, are you open seven days a week? I mean, what what are the actual business hours? If someone shows up to Wanderlust, when do they need to show oh, up? Okay, I um, I mean, last week, one day I was there to 1230. Okay. Uh, organizing. Like, um, it's Monday through Saturday. We usually get there at 930 and then leave at like 630. But if I'm there and, uh, you know, he has the kids... Sometimes if I'm on a roll or something, I mean, I will be there till midnight. 
Wow. And um, the people that work at Phil's make fun of me about it because they're like, oh, we saw you were still there. Like, <laughs> I love Phil's. Yeah, it's a good hot spot for you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love it. So kind of uh, starting to get towards the end of the show, um, we have a set list of questions we like to ask. So, I mean, I prob- I think I'm leaning more towards knowing this answer than not, but I still have to ask it. Okay. What is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you did. Um, probably run around naked. <laughs> but my, my, kids, my kids get to do that, so yeah. I live vicariously through them. There you go. Actually, I don't, but I do kind of. <laughs> do, you, do, you do you let them or are you like, no, 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 put some, put some clothes on? You let them? You let yeah, them. it's just like, why not? Wow. They're only young ones, right? Yeah. It's only they're, they're only they're only the young that age until it becomes inappropriate to do that for so long. Yeah. So just let them enjoy it. Yeah. Did you was that your answer too? It was. Oh, a, it was a, oh yeah, okay. that was my answer. Yeah. Now, you you blurred you blurred that when we had Bridget on, she was like, okay, um, thinking, and then you were like, run around again. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's I mean, and that's how it came about. If only if only we lived, you know, in Europe. Yeah. yeah. It's just, okay. This I mean, is intriguing. to be honest, I still kind of do. And at one point I'll have to stop. Yeah. At one point. When it's, when they, you know, it's uncomfortable for the children. <laughs> okay. So moving on from that, what are, I mean, your, your, your journey has been so incredible thus far. I mean, you started out being this person who wanted to do something within, you know, an accounting firm and then the the design school and then the oil and gas to now doing something on the back of a forerunner to now driving around a box truck to a small space to now a big space. What are, I mean, you've got to have some lessons you've kind of learned along this path so far. Yeah. I mean, what are like three? We'll, we'll just, we'll limit it to three. I mean, what are three lessons I mean, you've gathered along this journey? Literally, um, it, it kind of makes me cringe when when people are negative about an experience, there's literally something you can learn which, with each negative, positive experience. It, it wasn't one pop-up that I didn't learn something. Um, oh gosh, that's, that is a hard question, though. Um, can I take it more of... Um, take it however you want. Okay. It's um, your question. I just okay. asked it. So I really think if you truly love what you do, you will go beyond, beyond anything to, to make it happen and like stay there till midnight. Um, you, if you love it, you will succeed if you love it and you are determined. Um, I think that people that do try things just like, Oh, you know, they don't have that passion and that might be a reason why they don't succeed. You just have to have that love. And also when they're Something negative does happen. Like, don't make that, you know, shut you down. You have to learn from it and be like, okay, I, I shouldn't do that. Let's do this. Um, and, um, oh, gosh. Uh, don't quit. Don't quit. Because you know what? Because the people, I mean, there are so many entrepreneurs, you know, there are so many people that start businesses but there's only a few that are successful and they're the ones that didn't quit. Yeah. And, and I mean, also having like so a support system. I mean, especially when you start having children, <laughs> like I have three kids. You need, you need that support system. That support system is so much. Um, 
So yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Don't. then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I love all of those. Being you. Thank you. That <laughs> I was I was you. I was waiting for that to come out. Being, Being you. Being you because as like you know whatever it is like. You are put on this earth for a special reason, and you don't need to be like everybody else. Everybody else is already being them. That, yes. You don't need to be a different version of them. Yes. You be the best version of you. Yeah. Be the best version of you and a good person. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah? You are, you are just destroying the game out there, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's these freaking gummies. <laughs> Rosé gummies, not like illegal right, right, Yeah, gummies. we're not edible gummies. We're in Louisiana. <laughs> We're at Rosé Gummies. So what is what is something you love about Baton Rouge? Okay. So I'm a North Louisiana girl, okay? You're north of I-10. Got it. Yeah, I'm Shreveport. <laughs> Shreveport, Bossier area. <laughs> um, and I used to get so mad when people would be like, oh, people from Shreveport, they're like, they should just be in Texas. I would get pissed, okay? Be in Texas? Well, I mean, it's literally very close. It's probably 20 minutes away from but still it's louisiana i know it's rude it's very rude south arkansas <laughs> okay but um to be honest uh moving to baton rouge I, I think about this a lot lately how much i love it here there it's a it's a melting pot of of different people but oh god I, what i love are the traditions here i love the southern culture and I love all the cute small towns that are around and you can just go to them. They have all the festivals. Like um, one of my friends, Chelsea, she, I feel like she's a pro at going to all these festivals. So it kind of inspired me and I made a list of like all the places. Like I think, oh God, like a meet, you know, somewhere like that. Like I forget what festival they have. I just hired someone that from a meet and she, I do, I do. It's written in, in pencil. So, so the, qu the, the question was, does she have a bucket list of festivals? I do. Okay. I do. Um, it, and, oh, like, um, Twelfth Night. Never knew about Twelfth Night. And now I've made that a tradition in my family. I just I just love the history and just the, the specialness of Southern Louisiana. Yeah. And that it, it definitely is a special place. It is. In South Louisiana, Baton Rouge. I mean, we're a capital city. We've got all this melting pot of people coming here, the food here, the culture here. It's truly an incredible place to not only live, but to start a company and be successful at it, which you've proven. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the most nerve wracking is because, yes, I knew a few people, but like I'd always wanted to start one in Shreveport. And I knew everybody. That'd be easy. <clears throat> Fingers crossed. But yeah. it would have been easier, you know? <laughs> and I probably would have done it in a different way. I might have just opened a boutique because I had that much confidence and which I didn't hear. Yeah. But um, I've met the most amazing people. Um, and I like that. I feel like now if I go somewhere, I at least know one person, you know, which isn't that awesome. Yeah. It, it's nice. And it like just you're, feels, you're, it only takes maybe two or three connections to get to someone you want to know. Yeah. Because of how big little town Baton Rouge is. It is. And I mean, this is silly, but I mean, I love Walgreens and it's in the shopping center and I know all the employees there and it just is nice. And my pharmacist, <laughs> like the lady working in the pharmacy, she's always got my back. She's like, oh, you need something? She got you. Yeah. She got you. You know, it's little things like that. Yeah. Little things that you wouldn't expect 
in any other city or town, really. Yeah. Which is nice. I love that. Yeah. So for one final question, what can I do to help you? Oh, my God. I'm going to repeat what Bridget said. No, do not repeat what Bridget said. You need your uh, own answer. Let's be your own person. Let's do the competition. I just spit. What competition? Where someone else interviews me. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Well, you so tell- you mean to, to book you, another podcast for you? You know what? We're going to we're gonna expand on our um, newborn line. Okay. And maybe help me promote that because you're expecting I'll, in I'll, November. I'll, I'll be in need of that come November. Yeah. You, if okay. you didn't know, he's pregnant. Well, I'm not pregnant. My wife's pregnant. Well, y'all are We're pregnant. expecting. We're expecting. In November. Because <laughs> I actually did start carrying like um, this newborn milestone uh, thing and it's already sold out. Oh, so wow. I do need to expand on that. So maybe we can talk about that. Okay. We right? can collaborate. When it gets closer to due date. That's right. I'll bring my wife yeah, no. af- after she has a baby. She, she can enjoy oh, wait, the champagne wait. and that rosé. Or before. And I could dress her in the most comfy, like, comfortable clothes ever. Maxi's. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. We do a big, we could do before or after. Whoa. Where she, where she gets crunk after like <laughs> two glasses of wine is like. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all right. Well, honey, I may or may not have signed you up for something already. So. <laughs> well, like I said, we have couches. I love and, it. And um, blankets and pillows if she Take needs to. Take a nap. To. I love yeah, it. A siesta. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> let's not go so as far I do as have childbirth. A fr- I, have, I have a first aid kit. I don't know if that would take care of that. So. Right. <laughs> I do have Bacardi. I do have Bacardi. I don't know if like I could just pour that all over. I don't know. <laughs> and, all, and on that note, <laughs> Abby, thank you so much. This has been fun. I enjoyed Yay. this. This is a fun Yay. A fun recording. I really appreciate <laughs> I really appreciate you coming out and just being able to let loose. I love it. And yeah, being able to share too. your story and be you. That's the best part. Thank be you. you for who you are. And you too. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I want to give a uh, big shout out also to our lovely sponsors for making this show possible. And one of them is Triton Stone. Triton Stone, y'all. It's a woman-owned, family-run business. They're out of New Orleans, but they've got 22 locations across the Southeast, and they offer a curated selection of slabs, tools, sinks, and tile for those building or remodeling. If you need anything in regards to any of that, look, tell them Patty G sent you, and they'll be sure to take care of you. And also to Falaya Real Estate, which is a local Baton Rouge-based app that is changing the game for selling your house. They're making it way less expensive for you to sell your home. They're making it feasible and actually achievable to accomplish your dream and move to the place you love. So check out Fly Real Estate and tell Barrett over there, the owner, that Patty G sent you as well. And also, thank you, Abby. That was straight from his heart, too. That's right. It's all from in here. The sponsors, just let you know. It's all from in here. So thank you for coming (laughs) on. And thank everybody else for watching, whether it be live or through the podcast version or those in attendance. Again, remember, Abby was, you got an audience. I didn't think anyone was coming. (laughs) He he asked me, he goes, is anyone coming? I was like, I don't think so. I think it's just going to be me. (laughs) Well, either way, I'm glad they all made it out. And guys, remember, Abby was an audience member pre-guest. So you can come out and become a guest as well. So thank you all so very much. I am Patty G, host of the Patty G Show here with Abby from Wonderlust by Abby. Y'all check her out and let her know you saw her on the Patty G Show. Thanks and have a good evening.